Welcome to the Local Bee Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to our very first episode. I'm your host, Sarah Bimba. I've lived in Edmonton most of my life, and I've watched this city transform and grow in so many ways. Edmonton's local business scene is just thriving year after year. It's been an amazing thing to witness. We have so much talent, creativity, and a true entrepreneurial community in the city. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Yvette Mitchell of Eve Salon, located just outside of Edmonton's core in Glenora. Enjoy! Today we're here with Yvette Mitchell from Eve Salon. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? Great. Yeah? And how's business? Business is good. Okay. And you've been in Edmonton running this business for 12 years now? Roughly, yeah. And what made you decide to go out on your own? Because you were working before. You've worked for other salons. You've worked for Ebony and Irene. You were out on your own. And why did you decide to actually put your money down and go and buy your own place? I just felt it was the time and, um, what could I say? Yeah, timing was just right. You know, Mm -hmm. the clientele had grown and stuck with me and my son was old enough that, uh, let's say he could be a latchkey kid himself if I wasn't home in time. Yeah. Um, What are some of the things that you've learned over the years that have made you be able to be successful? Like, what have you learned from your past before you owned your own business? Well, nothing happens before it's time. I would say that, I believe. And um, what I've learned, uh, to be patient. Mm-hmm. Can't always jump on what looks like the best option at the time. Sometimes it just isn't. Mm-hmm. Learning from other salon owners and, you know, my mentor and talking to other people in business and getting the know-hows, you know, kind of set the stage as to, you know, when to make the jump and be here at the right time, I would say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think has set you apart? Because you're not, like, there's other journeymen hairstylists in Edmonton. Yeah. What makes it... What sets you apart from the rest of them that you continue to grow and continue to have business coming back I'd probably say right off the bat mentorship when I got out of school Mm -hmm. you know I found a salon which was by the original owner Shirley Romani yeah uh, Ebony and Ivory so she was very fashion forward upon the times and trending with what was happening and you know learning from her and traveling to hair shows and uh, let's say even just being experimental and in what's, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably one of the greatest things anyone can do is if they're going to go into business. You could, it's kind of like research. Yeah. You know, if you're working with people that are stagnant, you're going to be stagnant. Exactly, yeah. Right? So, um, yeah, the mentorship was probably key. Mm-hmm. And then you're keeping up with that also when the mentorship isn't there. Yeah. You know, it's you're going to, 
set yourself apart because people are going to come to you because one you specialize in what you're doing so you know a lot of people with natural hair now come to me i've been natural from in my mid-20s oh wow and that was choice for me mm-hmm. and did i stand out like a sore thumb some days with my natural hair yeah and i didn't care mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably that's everything i can't really care about what the masses are doing you gotta do your own thing and just believe in yourself yeah right um so word of mouth also is what you know having great uh let's say people skills and communication with your clients and mm-hmm. understanding their needs not just yours you know you can't have your hands in their pocket they won't come back yeah <laughs> that's all you do right yeah. um yeah i would say those are some of the things that set me apart not that i'm saying at the swans they do bad things or anything but you know reading our feedback we're real people and we're relatable yeah you know and uh we just try to make everybody happy so so what you're saying is mentorship very important people skills being able to communicate with your clientele and being able to get personal with them yeah and then also just keeping up with the trends keep learning researching your trade so that you can continue to grow and also service your clients with what they're looking for yeah because you know with new trends there's going to be new clientele and if you're not up on that you're going to be missing out and then you just become the old shoe in the in the cupboard that doesn't get worn after a while Mm -hmm. kind of thing you know so okay and then because you you brought up the natural hair I've seen because I was looking online at your reviews and there's reviews saying oh my god my hair is falling out if that's the only one that saved me (laughs) helped my hair grow so like with natural hair obviously you as a black woman and me and myself you know it's a very tough thing to grow and maintain because even if something works for one person, it doesn't work for the next person. Exactly. So how do you well, get around the get differences around the that dif- we all exactly, have? Exactly, yeah. One, recognizing the differences, um, understanding mine firstly, so I could service, okay, let's say people of my hair type and texture mm-hmm. firstly, understanding the climate that we're in. Yeah. And it, again, research, you know, it's not, you can't slap you know, coconut oil on everybody's hair. No. <laughs> you can't put pomade on everybody's hair. And not only that, some people don't want any of that. You know, what's your lifestyle, you know? So, you know, for the biggest thing, with what's trending, as I say it, which has been the thing for me for how many, over a decade now, mm-hmm. um, understanding, let's say, the person's lifestyle. Yeah. If someone swims every day with natural hair, they're going to have way different needs than... The person that is sitting at a desk and, you know, hits the gym twice a week and, you know. Yeah. One person's washing their hair every day and the other person isn't. So you have to understand those aspects of the person's lives and make them understand that also. So that you can better equip them with what they need and what they need to do to be successful with having let's say nice hair beautiful hair and the first thing i tell everybody is that every all type of hair is good 
Yeah. Nobody has a bad hair. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you have to learn to manage it, right? Yeah, and uh, appreciate it and love it back and give it some TLC. Okay. Yeah. So you're not just that hairstylist that gets you in the chair, kicks you, you out. You gotta have a relaxer girl. No. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. So you actually take the time to get to know your client's hair. You give them feedback. You teach them the skills so that when yep. they are home, they can do what you're doing to yep. help maintain. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. And you're also a mother, right? Yep. So how do you balance being a business owner and being a mother? Uh, it's tough some days. Um, being strict, my son would tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got some stories, as I do, too. Um, I don't know, a good support system. I would say, you know, never forget that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm -hmm. And I've been so fortunate, even with some of my clients and advice that they've given me has been so helpful yeah yeah have you ever had any types of conflict in schedules where you're working and then your son's like mom i have a show or i have a game or is he involved in activities like that where it, there's been that time where you're like oh my gosh again communication again communication mm -hmm. you know having a teenager we've gone through periods where he doesn't exactly tell you everything yeah. whether he doesn't <laughs> want mom to embarrass him or not you know or uh, he just forgets. Yeah. It's like the lunch is still in your backpack. <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, communication and scheduling, whatever's happening in my personal life with my son, I put it on my calendar and my staff can see not to book anything mm -hmm. too close to that because, you know, I'll usually, you know, book off my travel time yeah. so I can get to his events, you know? Well, that's good. Yeah. So what are some ways that you keep things organized like how do you balance your life to like what are some of the strategies you use to organize your life believe me i'm not the best but I, it has to be a routine oh nice you know so I what's mean, a typical day life like in your life i will say the perfect day in my life would be get up at 5 30 hit the gym get the exercise in come back home wake up the rest of the family have breakfast because i'm starving mm -hmm. uh shower get dressed and get to work and i'd probably be at work earlier just because i've been up at 5 30 yeah and start my day and you know go through the day do what you have to do by the time work is over you go home eat supper with the family and bed by let's say 10 p.m you know, oh, wow. so everything's routine. So if I need to pick up things from the distributors, I know they're open at 8.30. Mm -hmm. I need to be out the door, you know, 8.15 or 8.30, coming to work for 9, 9.30, depending, you know, when my first client is. But uh, routine. Yes. Well, that's good. I mean, we and all stick need... to it. Exactly. <laughs> we all need to have that type of thing. Because yeah. when you know what to expect, it's easier to maintain, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah. And why did you choose this location? Ooh. Was it out of convenience or? I wrote it down. I'll tell you that. I wanted something that had a, a bus route that would be somewhat central mm -hmm. and easily accessible for people that had to ride the bus. I also wanted a neighborhood that felt safe for young and elderly because mm -hmm. there's times we you know how long winter is and it's not yeah. at 4 30 <laughs> and the sun doesn't come up until about what 7 30 exactly so yeah. keeping those things in mind you know there were certain areas of the city i was willing to travel so there was a perimeter yeah and this was on one of the routes when i was renting space within the salon that i would travel past 
and I've seen the sign. I'd seen it actually a year before. Yeah. Two doors over where the coffee shop is. Oh, wow. And it was pending. So it wasn't the right time. And when I look back, it wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. I need that year for a little more growth. And then the sign appeared in this window because the same landlord, right? Yeah. And I called. And when I say it, I felt like it was picked for me, I was with my little assistant at that time. And we drove around the block and stopped the car, wrote it down. We literally said a prayer in the car and I said, I'm going to call them in the morning because it's going to be too late to call them this evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, made the phone call. And it was the first landlord because I'd gone through a few, you know, talking to them about properties yeah. to, to lease. That said they wanted personal history. Mm-hmm. They wanted to know who I was. Yeah. And that was different. Yeah. And so I divvied up who I was and what I'd done and how long I'd been here. They wanted, you know, professional references. They got my accountant, they got my physiotherapist, and they got a very good girlfriend that worked at the U of A at the time. I was like, you have to be serious and, you know, pretty transparent, I think, for mm-hmm. the most part. So with that being said and how it happened, you know, he literally chose me there was a few other people interested and he said i think you'd be a perfect fit for here oh wow and he came to where i was renting space and you know saw my environment where i was working so i think you know keeping consistent and being professional mm-hmm. you know that's what he was looking for yeah yeah and you find it do you find it easy to be vulnerable do you find I think anybody would be. I mean, you're kind of like an open book when you're in business, right? Mm-hmm. To a certain point. And I'm a operator. I'm standing behind the chair. I'm greeting everybody as they come through the door, you know? Um, I have to be a touch-it-feel-it person because it's part of what we do in the industry of hair. Yeah. So, you know, the vulnerability goes both ways. But, yeah, you know, you open yourself up. And it's like mikasa, sukasa kind of thing, you <laughs> yeah. know? Exactly. Yeah. So do you expect the same thing from your employees as well? Definitely. And how do you how do you pick that? Because when you're interviewing, how do you know this person's going to suit the type of culture that you want your business to express to your clientele? I always ask them to come in and spend time with us, mm-hmm. with the existing staff that's here. Yeah. And to be honest with their feelings, if we feel right for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And over the course of a few hours here and there, you know, we're talking back and forth and just being yourselves, you know. And you can't not be yourself when you've got your regular clients coming in. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, yes. I'm not going to be all, you know, stush and boozy because i got somebody I'm interviewing or that's, you know, potentially wants to come along. They're being critiqued just standing, you know, in our space. Yes. You know, I want them to be comfortable and... You know, believe it or not, the clients that are here kind of have a second say in how they feel about a person's, call it their aura, mm-hmm. and how they communicate back and whatnot. Oh, wow. So, you know, and that's only because I've been in business for how long, right? It's easy to do it by yourself, but when you have people come on with you, you want it to be the right people it can be draining it can pull you down mm-hmm. it can just not be positive for the whole 
business as a whole. Yeah. So because of that, do you find your staff and you to be very tight-knit? Yeah, to a point, yeah. Some more than others, but, you know, it's it's come with time, right? Mm -hmm. And experiences, you know. um, You learn about each other. We're with each other more than we are home in most cases, you know? Yeah. So you're having a bad day. I'm going to help you not have a bad day because I can see it, Mm -hmm. you know? Need someone to talk to, need a shoulder, you know, it's here. You know, I guess I'm one of those bosses in in a sense. But, you know, it's nicer to be on an even playing field emotionally and and everything with even though you are the boss. Exactly. There's still, you know, respect. It goes both ways, though. Nice. That like you just seem like a very humble person, and just very well rounded. Like most of your answers, I just feel you really care for your staff. You really care for the people that come in your shop. Because even picking your own store, you could have just been like, "Well, I like this area. I'm just gonna pick over <laughs> here." But instead, you're like, "Well, how are my clients gonna come?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Which mm-hmm. is really good, and that probably attests to your successfulness, right? Because you're caring about the people that you are servicing and i think like even for me if i'm picking anybody to do anything for me like especially something as personal as your hair you want to feel that you trust them and you they care about you right yeah do you think that like is that something you connect with with your clients do you find that you get that response out of them where they are like oh my goodness Yvette, you actually understand me you know where i'm coming from you're taking the time to get to know me and my hair do you find that a lot yeah yeah and you know it's it's touching when i hear it because you know i guess it's just me mm-hmm. i just feel that you need to know that person yeah you know they're gonna walk out and are they happy yeah uh is it repeatable you know what we've done for them so that they can have that feeling the next day when they wake up um yeah um we we hear that and it's what's nice for me is when I hear it in reference to the young ladies that work with me. Yeah. You know, uh, they're now getting, you know, positive feedback, which is, you know, the best thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's uplifting. But um, it's like they're coming in, in themselves and, you know, they're good people and it shows. That's what I would say, you know. So do you find yourself in that same role now that you were looking up to Shirley and now you are now the mentor? Uh, Yeah, and I hope I'm doing a good job, you know, with those who come around me. I know I'm not perfect. Uh, Nobody is, but um, it's just nice to have, let's say, harmony. Mm -hmm. That's what we, we like. Yeah. Yeah. And why are you still here, like in Edmonton? In Edmonton, good question, because it's cold outside. <laughs> um, I lived in London, and I lived in New Jersey for a bit, and mm. I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere now. And I enjoy coming back here. Yeah. You know, you go away for two weeks, and I don't mind paying the bills here. Put it that way. Yeah. There's a sense of uh, community that has obviously grown. Mm-hmm. Um and family and whatnot, but, you know, you, you do what you're supposed to do here, you can live a good life, and yeah. you can travel, you know what I mean? It's not a place that you have to be, you know, in debt, and I think 
with that being said, because, you know, it's fairly affordable. Yes. Right? You get to do other things anywhere else and experience, you know, a lot of other things once you make time for it. Well, that's good. I'm very excited about launching my podcast, and I'm glad that you're going to be one of the very first people on there that I've interviewed. And my last question is just, why do you do what you do? And why will you continue to do it? I still enjoy it, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd miss it if, you know, health reasons dictated that I couldn't do it. I really would. But, um, you know, we've got some great clients. And out of clients have become friends and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just, gosh, I couldn't. I don't know. They keep me going. They keep me here, I guess. Well, that's you know? good. I'm not a millionaire. It's not why, you know. I yeah. Be nice. Or it would be nice to make more, but, you know, yeah, I still enjoy what I do. You know, I'm making a difference, you know, day after day in each individual that comes through the door. So, you know, they're happy. I'm happy. And that's a wrap. A big shout out to Yvette Mitchell for being the very first guest on The Local Bee. Woo! Yes, girl, we finally did it. I'm so excited for this. And I had such a great time interviewing Yvette. She was so open and honest. And she has just such a warm and inviting personality. Check her out if you're looking for a new hairstylist. You will not be disappointed. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Please leave me a review. And we'll see you back here again in two weeks. Peace and love.